Welcome. This is the Story X Story podcast where we discuss exciting stories across pop culture, plus give you advice on creating your own. It's episode five on Sunday, the 4th of August. I'm your host and my matter co-founder, Nigel. I'm Tazzy. I'm a streamer and co-host. I'm Gina. I'm the show's producer and I'm also a freelance artist. And we have with us our guests, Alexa and Lara of the Manga Forum podcast. Hello. 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 <laughs> How are you guys doing? We're great. Very Thanks. well. Thank you so much for having us, Nigel. Uh, we're big fans of yours and everyone at Now Matter. So thank you oh, so wow. much for inviting us on here. You're Thanks. A I didn't nice even pay them man. to say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We love you. That's amazing. Yeah, we'll take sure my we... cash in a... no, I'm Okay, yeah, we'll discuss that later. Um, <laughs> edit out, uh, edit out, edit out. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah, before we get into a uh, talk about story, we're going to start with what's happening in the Mayamada universe. Uh, so, Tanya, um, don't know about you, but uh, I'm kind of tired because we've been doing a lot of stuff uh, this week. So just yesterday, we had a workshop and panel event at uh, Westminster Reference Library. And how did you feel about that? Second? Were you there with Pete Moy? <laughs> I know. I know. We were there. Wait, were we? <laughs> I've, I've obviously forgotten if we were. Oh. So, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of to me right now. <laughs> it is. This whole weekend. Um, yeah, no, I thought it went really well. It was really good. It was a an all-girls panel by complete accident, which was yeah. amazing. Um, yeah, so you I, had like a, uh, someone in the games industry, someone in the music industry, a cosplayer, oh, uh, yeah, all-female panel. Yeah, it was great. Um, and just in general, like the um, information and answers that the panel members were given was great. I was taking notes myself. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. No, it went really well. Cool. So, yeah, that's something we're doing. It's like a new project. Um, that was the second time we've done it this year. Uh, I think we'll do it twice a year uh, from next year. And idea mm-hmm. is to I go just get people from different industries uh, together to give their advice. Um, just something I've noticed where, you know, you can get advice from people who are really advanced at the top of their game, but sometimes that gap is too big. So getting people who are, I guess, more relatable or approachable yeah. um, and having them give advice. So, uh, yeah, no, it was really informative. I sat, I was in the back just listening. Um, I was taking <laughs> notes as well. Um, so, yeah, I found it useful. And then... That followed the workshop I delivered in the morning. Uh, so it's kind of a long day for me. So I had a three-hour workshop uh, before that, just going through like storytelling tips, uh, advice, and structure, and all that stuff with a, a group of people. So um, yeah, we've got um, we've actually got other workshops coming this summer, and um, yeah, you can check out our website, thestoryboard.org. And you can see all the like upcoming workshops at different libraries uh, in different yeah. boroughs across London. So, uh, well, I'm, I I know for me, I'd definitely be up for something like that. So I'm so glad uh, to hear that you're doing things. You're you're an authority on this, and I was only today talking about ideas that I've got for potential future comics. So something like that would really help okay. me out. I'll see you there. <laughs> cool. All right. Yeah, we've got that confirmed. 
Well done, guys. Oh, thank you. Uh, so, yeah, aside from workshops, also might know we're working on a new manga, um, Hot Lunch Volume 1, which we did a mm. kickstart for early in the year. Mm. Uh, we had a bit of, uh, I guess, production uh, issues. Sometimes, you know, life gets in a way, but we're back on track. And today, actually this weekend, we got like the first few pages which have gone out to Kickstarter backers. So if you're listening okay. to this and a backer and you have not checked your email, uh, <laughs> do that. Don't stop the podcast because you can not <laughs> us. But uh, yeah, make sure you check out those pages. Uh, and you can see the first, I think it's the first four pages, like the sketch pages um, of the new story. So definitely check that out. And just if you want to, you know, if you're not a backer, you can go on Google or your search engine of choice. Um, just give a search for My Matter Hot Lunch, Kickstarter, some combination of those words, and it will bring up the Kickstarter page. You can find out all about that. Uh, the other thing guys, we're working, oh. Are you guys doing any cons? Are you going to Thought Bubble again? Oh, so that's a good question. So um, this, I think our last convention was Hyper Japan, and we don't have another one until August. So it's a bit of a gap, uh, mm. but sorry, when I say August, October. August. Um, so yeah, our next one is in October, which is uh, Lakes International Comic Festival. Nice. And then MCM, and then Thought Bubble, I think. It's a, it's there. Thought Bubble's there somewhere, basically. Yeah. So yeah, we're going to be doing that, and the idea is just to, well, to be honest, the the real reason uh, is we didn't get into MCM uh, Manchester, otherwise I would have been there, um, mm. but. It's probably a blessing in disguise, and I think it would just give us a chance to sort of plan things in advance, get the new manga ready, so that we can like hit the end of the year with like new products and a new comic. Yeah, and that's the reason I was asking to see if you would be launching the comic at any of those festivals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the idea is to launch it at Comic Con, and then yeah, bring it like to Thought Bubble and wherever else we're going to be. Oh, good. I'm going to be at Thought Bubble as well, so I'll see you there as well. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right, cool. Like MCM too, because it's been a while since I've been. Yeah, are you yeah. going to MCM? Maybe. Yeah, okay. yeah we'll see. If it, okay. <laughs> so we're just like going to be stalking each other at different conventions. And... It's me stalking you, Nigel. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was trying to be nice to you, but yeah, okay. <laughs> that is now evidence. Um, and then the last thing we are uh, going to just discuss is, as well as workshops, we've got uh, gamepad coming up so we're going to be doing our next and last gamepad of the year uh, September 28th so we're sort of in the middle of planning and promoting that but what we're also doing is um, some pop-up gamepad events so so bringing that gamepad experience shrinking it down and putting it in a youth hub uh, essentially and we're going to be doing that later in August that one is in August uh, so as for the main event, you can get tickets for that. Go to gamepad.events and um, yeah, just see all the information. If you've been before, you know the deal, uh, but still go to the website anyway. Just a day of playing games, building community and promoting inclusion uh, with gaming and different activities. Uh, so I think that's all the stuff that we're you know, getting on with at the moment. So we're now going to go into talking about you know, the stories that we've been playing or watching or reading. So, um, yeah, what have you guys been, you know, what kind of stories have you been into? 
<laughs> yeah, if, uh, yeah, let's let the uh, guests go first. Tell us what you've been reading. Um, well, for me, I'm part of the London Graphic Novel Network uh, comic book club in Brompton, which is in Earl's Court. And okay. basically, we read a comic every month. And this month, we did a manga, um, and it was Jacko the Galactic pr pr uh, Control Patrolman. And it's uh, an Akira Toyama book. Uh, and I don't know if it's a series. I think it's actually a one-off. But it's, oh, it's the, Akira Toyama. Yeah. And it's the pre, it's sort of like a semi-parallel universe, not universe, parallel world um, just before Goku arrives on Earth. Oh, so it's, oh. it's, it's, it's like a spin-off. It, yeah, it's a spin-off. And it's, um, it's pre, it's like uh, Bulma's older sister. Oh, what's her name? Okay. Uh, briefs. Seriously. But um, it's just perfect, basically. You know. Is it new then? No, no, no. It's still quite old. Oh, okay. Uh, or in line with, with Dragon Ball Z or the later Dragon Balls. Anyway, it's not a new new story at all. And oh. um, and I don't know. I mean, I love the artwork. I I'm a big fan of that kind of storytelling where it's a little bit nostalgia as well there are a lot of little drop it drop things of, of the story of goku as well so it's re it's just a really nice story and i like how enclosed it is in just one little book it's funny it, it reminds me a little bit of dragon ball um okay. in that it's for kids but it's got little nods to adults reading it as well which i think is always nice is, um, it as, is it as pervy as Dragon Ball? No, I knew you were going to say that. Like, I, <laughs> oh, I have to ask, it's very perverted. No, this is much more PG. I think you'd like it a lot more. Um, it's just a nice little sweet story of this alien who comes. And he's meant to be guarding the Earth from the great intruder that's just about to come and potentially destroy the planet, which is Goku. And um, it's, just, it's, it's just really well done, obviously. I mean, and it does feed into like the main Dragon Ball story, or is it? Yes, it, does, okay. it happens just before. The, pre the setup is that he is a galactic patrolman. I don't know why I can't say that. Was it older brother or older sister? Bulma. Yeah. Well, it's her, it's her older sister. Older so, sister. But you never see, you don't see Bulma until the end, and she's a little girl. She's five in the story, and but he has come to Earth to protect the Earth from the Saiyan who is about to come down and he he's been told that the Saiyan will arrive and destroy the earth and he has to protect the earth the gag is that he misses when Goku arrives so it's all this it's the setup to so is it like a story with the galactic spaceman and Bulma's older sister then yeah Ooh, is it romance no <laughs> Is that is that no, you out, out now? No, no, I'm not, I'm not, I just I like to know before. Okay. <laughs> so it's no like expectations of being disappointed. No, the funniest thing about you saying that is when you read it, you'll realise that it's just not that at all. He's like oh. a, a parody spaceman. So oh, yeah, I mean, I've, I've actually been reading a lot, so that's manga orientated. I literally finished today another book called Asterius Polyp, which is, and I, I raise it in this forum right now because it's one of the in, most incredible 
visual art pieces of artwork I've ever read. And for anyone creating comics, I would recommend reading this because okay. the way that it's laid out, the the use of of uh, text, formatting, color, um, pacing, paneling, the whole shebang, you, the whole you know, you read a book about writing comics, and he the the way that the artist constructs the story is is ticks all those boxes so um and it's a good story as well and it's visually beautiful and so i would recommend that what's the name go? again let's just make sure everyone it's called a steer it's a stupid name as well i, I don't know i shouldn't say that but it's um <laughs> it's, it's called a serious polyp and the artist i will it's a quite a long italian sounding name so i'll need to look okay. that up but it's definitely can, one to read put that in um, the show notes when we yeah put that in the show notes. Uh, Alexa, what are you reading? Well, have you, read? you guys into Attack on Titan. Because <laughs> yes. um, something really serious happened to me. <laughs> oh, I wow. got through uh, up to, uh, I don't remember what the, I got to like one of the end of season three episodes a couple of weeks ago. And yeah. I got too intrigued and read the entire rest of the manga that is up to date. So <laughs> oh, now I'm on, um, I know, and now I'm on a monthly schedule waiting for each <laughs> chapter to be released. I mean, that's a good sign though. I've, uh, actually, I've only watched season one. Same. Because uh, it was on Netflix. And season two, I, I didn't like Attack on Titan until like halfway through season one. And then I started to super get into it in season yeah. two. Um, okay. But now I've just read, like a hundred no I mean like there's 120 chapters in total so I think I had to read about five volumes I read five volumes in one afternoon and I'd have no one to talk to about it I don't know anyone else that's read the manga I've had to get my husband to read it just so I could talk to him about it because we watch it together <laughs> and, it, and there are so many answers Oh, you get all the answers, okay? Okay. Oh, that's reassuring. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I, I was really into the first season, but then when the, the second, I like just, I stopped watching anime for a long time. And um, when I got back, like the second season was out and I just didn't, um, I just haven't got back to it. Because I was like, oh, I want to rewatch the first one because I need to like, know what's going on like I know, i'm literally re-watching all of the anime again and now i'm like wow i really wasn't paying attention <laughs> and it's really hard to like take in the in-depth political backstories of like the whole world and stuff but like yeah i've watched it all again and yeah i'm obsessed now um and then i also wanted to give a shout out to um i don't know if anyone's watched the anime noragami um that's another yeah. one where I watched two seasons of that on Funimation. And then I'm now, again, up to waiting for monthly releases of the manga, <laughs> which is like, like never happened to me before. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm like super, like a it's manga really geek. Into it. Yeah, I'm like a super manga geek now, which nice. I always have been, but this is- <laughs> <laughs> Just brought it out of you even more. Yeah, so, um, and Noragami is the story of a god who, is down on his luck and he's not very famous and then he I don't know it's kind of hard to explain but it's very funny very cute a little bit romantic but there's a lot of Japanese lore about gods and goddesses um, and it's very 
like it's it's a perfect in between like of shonen without being too shonen-y it's a little bit slice of life fantasy it's like everything in its perfect amount so i um i highly recommend that and yeah that's it really i will have to uh, add that one to my list (laughs) yeah what have uh, you been reading or watching tanya um so the past two weeks i've been moving and so a lot of furniture building and i like to watch anime so i completely binged angel beats uh, on netflix and asterix war i'm currently watching oh i've never heard of any of those uh so angel beats is a beautiful anime like just the idea behind the story is uh they're all teenagers that have died um but they are all teenagers that never got a chance to live out a happy normal childhood oh my god Um, you love noragami then (laughs) oh it definitely sounds like something um i would watch but yeah and it's beautifully done um you the first episode you're introduced um to the two of the uh main female characters um and you're kind of introduced to one of them as angel um and she's uh, made out to be the enemy um and yeah and they're trying to fight against angel there's like this whole team and there's like mm. what they call npcs uh even though it's not oh, game NPCs. they call yeah. them npcs because they aren't people they are essentially npcs wow <laughs> in this okay afterlife world um but yeah it's really great following their journey uh and following that like how they died and um that's how sad man is it sad i was super happy in the end really okay. like okay. yeah i, was I don't mind being sad it is yeah. it is it has the thing is it's a really serious topic um but so much comedy in it um oh, so you're you're constantly laughing or crying. <laughs> oh no, is it like feel good? Yeah, there's a lot of feel good um, because it is their journeys, and obviously it's sad because they're dead. <laughs> yeah. And they've all had like terrible childhoods. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so no, that's, no. so it's super like, sad, so... but in the place they're in, it's a lot happier. Uh, and a lot more fun like oh it's it's so deep it's just I want to watch it again because watching it once you're kind of like um like you there's layers to it oh, and I no, feel like I feel you get answers at the end of it you're like now I want to go back and watch it because I want to you know knowing the ending you want to know more yeah no I totally oh, yeah. knew you I did that I did that with Noragami I'm like I just watched it I don't know even know what made me watch it and then now now I've watched it three times already it's like really insanely obsessive so I, <laughs> I totally like when you. shows do that when you yeah. get like you watch it again and you get a different perspective so like cool. yeah definitely um and then asterisk war <laughs> um is uh like set in a few future um and like there's a new part of the human race that have like powers they can't um they are like ultra regenerating um so they don't really they can die but it's just hard 
you know. Oh, sounds, that's, that sounds very anime. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but they all have like different abilities. Um, they're quite subtle though. Um, and they go to this, they live in this city uh, and there's different schools in the city and they basically uh, fight for money. <laughs> but it's really well made. Um, it's a bit, the main character is a guy and he has like all the ladies, but he's like, has no idea that he, they're all hitting on him. <laughs> it's hilarious. Oh, I see. <laughs> it's one of them ones. <laughs> oh. um, but yeah, no, it's really fun. Uh, lots of action, but also lots of friendship. Uh, it's kind of one that it's for everyone. Like whatever your type of anime you like, this has got a bit of all of it in it. Mm. And like one of those ones, yeah. It's fun. Mm. <laughs> Sounds cool. And Nigel, what are you what are you reading? So I have actually just finished reading a comic called Death or Glory, um, written by Rick Remender, who is one of my favourite uh, writers. And it's a cool story about a girl called Glory, and she sort of lived this she lives this life off the grid. So it's set in the like American West, uh, and her and her like adopted father live this. Uh, life just off the grid um, outside of society um, but he uh, the father is is essentially dying and needs an operation so um, but because they live off the grid like you know insurance health insurance I think health insurance in America in general is like uh, pretty sketchy but uh, when you're off the grid it's even worse so she has to get money to cover this um, operation that is badly needed so you see, essentially, it's, like the, it's about the price of freedom and what you do to keep it. So she's got to pull off these heists to get money. Um, and it puts her on a direct path of conflict with her ex-husband, um, who she is uh, essentially pulling the heists on. Um, so, yeah, it's a really interesting kind of, uh, yeah, West, kind of Western story, uh, but with, like, an interesting twist on it. The artwork's really cool. So it's, like, uh, from... Recommender and artist uh, Bengal. So it's on like published by Image Comics, which do a lot of good stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's what I've been reading. I also, on the uh, Recommender theme, um, did just get the uh, another volume of De- Deadly Class, which is another great comic, which I highly recommend. But I haven't started reading that. I think I'm on volume six, so I haven't started reading it, so I can't talk much about it other other than the cover looks cool from what i can see but i'm gonna get into that later uh i've also been watching an anime seven deadly sins yeah my husband loves that but i i don't i don't like it really it's a bit pervy isn't it but i know okay. it's a good it chance does, to be yeah. fair it 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 yeah there is a lot of that yeah, yeah there's a so lot like, of perviness in it but as you watch it I think at the beginning, the perviness is really bad. Like every time I was like, but as you watch it, like you understand why the perviness exists and it's a lot more forgiven for it. Okay. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't got to that the story. point yet. Yeah. Because you mentioned it before, I was like, okay, I know there's some explanation for, for this. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I tend to like, so, so it's... Um... You like boobs? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, like, you can't just preface pervy 
and just lay it out there. What are we talking? Are we talking like panting? No, it's just no, it's like a normal normal anime perfy, but it's yeah. just like more upfront, like straight from the beginning without like much. Oh yeah, there's no sugar yeah. coat in it. Yeah, like episode That's one, Meliodas is, is there, perving yeah. <laughs> all over the shop. Yeah, I do like a good bit of pervy humour. Yeah, prison school, Lexa. Can we? <laughs> How many volumes of that have you read? You want to oh, get? Oh, don't come for me. You can't throw. Sh- you can't throw shade at any kind of level of perviness if you've read more than two pages of prison school. <laughs> right. Because oh. it got destroyed, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, went to filth, Lex. But I mean, outside of that, there is a, is a story uh, there, and it's kind of like them on this journey to find the seven deadly sins, which are sort of these really powerful um, and unique because they've all got unique characters. Uh, these knights. Um, so Meliodas is the leader, and Elizabeth is the princess who's kind of got him on this journey so they what i like about it is i like the stories where you the characters go on the journey and as they pick up sort of new characters the dynamic the dynamic between the team changes um mm-hmm. i'm also thinking of a future samurai chef story where there might be a bit of a journey so i'm kind of looking at it for that um also yeah but i'm only uh i think like 13 episodes in yeah something around it yeah <laughs> um so yeah that's what i've been reading and watching so far um so since we covered that we can now go into our main topic of discussion and we're going to be talking about toy story 4 which is from pixar and directed by Josh Cooley. So before we continue, just the mandatory spoiler alert. So <laughs> if you have clicked on this podcast um, and got to this point, there are spoilers ahead. So if you haven't seen Toy Story 4, not sure why you started listening, but uh, good to have you anyway. Um, we're going to be talking spoilers for Toy Story 4. So if you haven't seen it, pause, watch the film, come back, and then you can join the conversation. Before, so I'm going to do like a recap of the story, but before I do that, just getting quick overall impressions from everyone. What did you think? Uh, any like high points? Um, I'm going to go ahead and go first. Sorry, guys. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so overall impression was it's not as good as the previous Toy Stories, but it was fun. It was Toy Story. Um, and I can mad relate to Forky. <laughs> yeah, I feel mad like a lot of people can relate to Forky. <laughs> um, but yeah, I felt like it felt more of a like a TV movie than a like released in cinema movie. Um, but it was fun. Like I enjoyed it a lot. Mm. Um, but yeah. But TV movie. Okay. Uh, Lara, Alexa. TV- Oh, speaking of TV movies, did you guys ever see that Toy Story TV movie with the dinosaurs and the and the soldiers? I didn't. I tend to avoid. Once I see like directed to TV, I'm like, because mm, I, I watched know. it in Japan because like I only had two channels, no, three channels that were in English, it was and one of them was Disney Channel. So I watched it once and it was like so good. Oh, like, I stand corrected. Out there. Okay. <laughs> but generally, I thought Toy Story Four was 
better than the third one because I really, for some reason, I really didn't enjoy that, and I don't know why. Because I'm like the only person on earth that like didn't cry, but <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't yeah. know why. I don't I know why I didn't like enjoy that. it. But, but I, I didn't like Toy Story four because it was funny, um, and it and I, I just yeah, I thought it was quite good. Um, I think the second one's the best one. Yep. Um, okay. But yeah, I, I yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, oh. yeah. Go ahead. No, I, I enjoyed it as well. So, but I actually think I preferred this over the third one as well. Yeah. Um, and I was saying, I was also thinking that this feels like the end of the franchise. Oh, where, I, I disagree. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> where, <laughs> yeah. I, oh. I, I think I thought that three. I thought this should have been number three. I didn't think. I don't think that the third one meant anything. It's very good and it's meant to be moving, but I thought it was a filler. I agree. I it was a filler wow. film. I agree. This, this is the closure. Although I do think that there will be a fifth one. I'm calling it right now. Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah. Number five. Yeah, I agree. I think I number three had no place. It's just, it was just... Really? Complete yeah. opposite. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, for me, three, like, I... I completely cried at the end of three as well. Damn. And I felt You're like heartless. it was an ending. Like, um, and then four, I felt like wasn't an ending. I felt like it was a, a, a new start. Like it's like, oh, here you go. Here's some little tidbits of several stories we could now create from this. Mm-hmm. Rather than being like, it is completed, you know? <laughs> I got that impression too. So, I mean, yeah. I, Very I, I, I think Pixar make great films um overall and i felt this is a uh, really good film i yeah. think my it's my issue with it is is a good toy story film mm. um, okay. so that was kind of my um my quick take on it like uh, i enjoyed it I, I laughed um had some um emotional points as well but at the end when i was leaving the cinema thinking about it, it was like in the context of the toy story franchise and kind of some of the messages they've consistently put out it sort of went against some of them in a way, but um, no, I think I know what you're talking about. I think yeah. I felt the same. There were some things that I thought the whole toy world is built on the fact that they move without being seen, or they don't interact with the humans really. Mm. They live their own world, and that they, you know, they become toys again if there's a human present. Whereas in this one, I definitely felt there were moments where they, for example, there's a moment where they're playing with the RV. Well, yeah. like they're yes. affecting the RV, and I thought that's too close. It's too it, yeah. Mm. There was a bit. It did stretch um, like some credibility <laughs> in a way. Yeah, yeah. But, um, I think it was um, for the sake of comedy, so I liked it. Okay. <laughs> I think they must have had like more younger, funnier writers because it just came off a bit like there were a lot of like memeish type humor. Um, yeah, which I I really appreciate. Um, I I laughed a lot, like more than I expected. Funny. Yeah. Um, so, all right, uh, so I'm gonna recap the story uh, for those because, uh, just in case, because you guys just watched it, right? Yeah. Um. All right. So for anyone who might need a bit of a recap, um, I'll just give you an overview on the story, and then we'll just like get into the discussion. So, it's nine years earlier, and Andy's sister Molly gives away her toy, Bo Peep. Woody considers going with Bo, but realizes that Andy still needs him and decides against it. 
Years later, Andy has given his toys to Bonnie and Woody, has been forgotten about. Seeking some kind of relevance, Woody sneaks into Bonnie's back backpack as she goes to her kindergarten orientation. To help Bonnie through her tough start to kindergarten, Woody recovers materials from the trash that Bonnie turns into a toy she names Forky. Forky comes to life, but immediately and often experiences existential crisis, believing he is trash and not a toy. Woody has to continually prevent Forky from throwing himself away. Later on, Forky jumps out of the window on a family road trip, forcing Woody to chase after him. Woody explains to Forky how important he is to Bonnie, and Forky decides to return. On the way back to the trailer park where Bonnie's family is staying, Woody spots Bo's lamp in an antique store window. Searching inside, he and Forky encounter a doll, Gabby Gabby, and her ventriloquist dummy cronies. Gabby soon reveals her plan to obtain Woody's voice box, believing no child will play with her since her own is broken. Woody escapes, but Gabby captures Forky. Woody does eventually reunite with Bo, who now lives as a lost toy. Bo agrees to help Woody save Forky and get back to Bonnie. Meanwhile, guided by his inner voice, Buzz search begins his own search for Woody. He finds himself as a prize in a carnival booth and escapes with plush toys Ducky and Bunny. They find Woody and Bo, and the group unite with Bo's old friend Duke Kaboom to help rescue Forky. After trying and failing to rescue Forky, Bo, unwilling to risk another attempt, angrily leaves Woody alone to try again by himself. Woody encounters Gabby Gabby, who reveals her longing to belong to the store's owner, granddaughter Harmony. Woody gives her his voice box in exchange for Forky. Gabby is rejected by Harmony anyway, leaving Woody to comfort a heartbroken Gabby Gabby, and eventually they find her a new child to be with. Now back at the trailer, Woody decides to stay with Bo, giving Jesse his sheriff badge and leaving the group. On her first day at first grade, Bonnie makes a new toy, a plastic knife, whom Forky introduces himself to. The <laughs> end. So, with that in mind, does anyone have any favourite moments from Toy Story? Um, I, my favourite moment was when one of the toys was obsessed with getting the dad to go to jail. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, He's like, here's the plan. We frame dad for a crime and he goes to jail. And then they around he was like, and then because they, he needed, they needed to stall for time, to didn't they? Yeah. And um, for, that, to, to save Woody. And uh, is that a um, reference from, uh, is that a reference from like the previous film that I just missed? No, no, no. It's just so. like, it's it's a, it was just a joke because they need to stall for time. So the toy says, you know, if we get the dad in trouble, then they can't leave. Like, yeah, um, which, which does make sense. And, and then later on in the film, <laughs> when he's actually like revving the car or yeah. like something, he's yeah. like, "Dad's going to jail." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. hilarious. I like Duke Kaboom. Oh, the Canadian. Yeah, oh, the first the first time he says like "Yes, I Canada," I lost it. I thought it was like <laughs> so much. I thought it was just so good. Um, I think they said it a couple times afterwards, and I was like, "Oh, you've used it too many times now." It was best. <laughs> you ruined it. <laughs> you ruined it. Um, but that really made me laugh. That first yeah. one. There were a lot of funny, funny moments. I think um, 
one of my favorite moments was um, with Ducky and Bunny and their uh, their plan to get the key from the store owner. <laughs> and, uh, oh my god! Yes, <laughs> and it was such a it, it was so well delivered because they they basically just kept coming up with the same plan, which is attacker. <laughs> So, but they kept changing the name, so it was like yeah. the old the old plush rush, uh, and it was like oh a God. different name. And then the third time it was like they go off on this long story, uh, and then one of the other toys is like, "Where is this going?" It's like, "Don't worry, we're getting there." And you see her fo- follow her home. She's taking a bath, and then she goes to bed, and you just see them like creep up on her. Can and I like... set the scene for their plan? Okay, go on. Okay, so the first plan is the old lady walks past them and they just like jump at her so she's down on yeah, the ground nice and simple and buzz is like no we cannot attack her the second plan is basically the same thing um and then the third but plan, with a different name which is key yeah yeah that is true the third plan the old lady um is closing up the shop she goes home she has a glass of wine in the bath uh, <laughs> she goes to bed and then they attack her in her sleep. It's so funny, dude. I loved it. Uh, yeah. So, Nigel, you kind of stole my favourite moment. Okay. <laughs> that was going to be my favourite moment. <laughs> second second favourite moment. Um, so, my second favourite moment would probably be um, when Gabby Gabby finds a kid. Um, and the moment that Woody's just like, go, go, <laughs> that kid needs you. And literally just the idea that she was like the villain to begin with. And it's actually like, no, she's not really a villain. She's just a, she's just a bit hurt. <laughs> like yeah. she yeah. just needs someone to help her out. Mm. And, uh, and then that moment was just beautiful. Like the two, the lost doll and the lost kid. Oh, that was a moment. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, um, I have to like take a moment to just appreciate the animation uh, of this. Yeah. I think regardless of what you think about it, like just animation-wise, visually, it's mm. so good. And for me, it was. Um, I mean, it it looks great. Uh, I know some like really fantastic scenes, but you when you go back and look at the first Toy Story, yeah, and you see how far they've come. You don't. Uh, I don't know about uh, you all, but I didn't realized the progression until i saw went back saw yeah. toys and like oh we've come a long way i mean yeah. it has been 25 years or whatever it, but you know it? It, 25 years yeah or 20 24 so you know all right we get a year back but i think stuff like that it's been a, a long time since the first one but so, like yeah. most of us are like 30 right yeah i'm in that in that range thereabouts yeah yeah so we actually <laughs> grew up with it because the first one came out when we were like or seven or something so it's crazy isn't it because i was sitting down when i was sitting down to watch it i was like oh my god like i can't believe i'm 31 right now and i'm watching the fourth one in the cinema (laughs) like it's just so weird like so weird (laughs) it does make you stop and question question it makes you feel a bit like forky actually (laughs) (laughs) i have a lot to talk about about forky yeah okay well i mean let's well, I was gonna come to like the the new characters because Toy oh, Story yeah. Four, uh, you had, I mean, you had the old cast, um, but they almost got sidelined in a way, and you had a Massively. whole bunch of new characters. So, how do you feel like the new characters did? Did they work? Did 
Do you have any favorites among them? I think it works from from like um, a writing perspective. Like you kind of have to have new characters because like there's only so much you can do with the same old, same old. I mean, they're not really that apart from Woody. He's obviously the most developed because, like, even in two, like, you had like a massive backstory for him. Mm-hmm. And I think just from a writing perspective, it's like easier and better to have a new situation with new people because it, it I, I don't know if it's the fault of the movie, but it's like maybe it's a bit stale at this point. I mean, they are toys, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. So, you I like, you agreed, like, the addition of the new, new yeah, I, I liked all of them. Cool. Yeah. yeah, I thought as well. I was thinking when I was in the film, like the Buzz Lightyear, his his part is really small, and I thought it's it was really kind of, small. Yeah, and I thought it was kind of filler as well. He didn't need, he didn't contribute anything to the story, did he? And was he um, always that dumb? Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, I it was did, thinking it, the same thing. Like it did feel like he took a backward step. He, yeah, yeah, he seemed to. I'm sure he wasn't that. Like he was. A, he used to be dumb in the sense that he like thought he was just a toy and didn't have like a, a super personal... character. Yeah. Well, no, he thought he, was, a, he thought he was an astronaut. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, he thought he was an astronaut and didn't realize he was a toy. Yeah. Um, and then that's where his like stupidness was. It was like you're not actually an astronaut. You know, yeah. you're you're a toy. He... No, and no, then now he's completely just no brain whatsoever. Like. Yeah. And number two, he's like a leader. Yeah. And he's like seems to be smarter than, like he seems to be a leader role leading them, and they're all kind of being dumb. Mm. But like he was really dumb in this. Really dumb. Like he didn't even know what a conscience was. I mean, it was funny when he was pressing the buttons, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But I was just like for the character, it was a bit weird. And I, I feel yeah. like he kind of, like I was saying, some of the older characters sort of got sidelined. Um, and in a way, because before you had like the Woody Buzz relationship, and now you had the woody forky relationship and dealing with how to you know explain actually yeah he had to explain also that you are a toy and this is what it means to be a toy so yeah. how, did, how did you feel about forky yeah i i literally just got that as i was i was saying <laughs> that too but uh yeah how do you feel about forky so oh, at first i felt very upset he was very upsetting how he <laughs> Uh, how he was and I know, I know it was funny but I was still upset with how silly he was and like disturbing and I mean it was supposed to be disturbing everyone was yeah. grossed out by him but then he became kind of a mood because he was just like I'm trash and I really like that <laughs> I like that <laughs> I mean yeah. I did get to a point like I've got notes here just being like well, as I was watching it I wrote down like please just let him kill himself because really? I just cannot take this anymore, like, of him throwing himself away. It was just like, they need to stop enabling the child to need Forky. <laughs> <laughs> like, stop it. You're trying to get to a bigger problem. Of the, of yeah, I was like, they need, when he needs to realise that he's enabling the child by needing this stupid Fork, who is easily going to be broken. Yeah. And <laughs> as a mum, that's a mum perspective. And <laughs> But then, yeah, but then as we got, to, he got to know Gabby Gabby. I really liked him, thought he was really funny. Um, and, I, and I enjoyed him. Okay. Yeah. I feel like Forky, I love Forky's character, but I do get like, I also had the thing of like, like, she doesn't need Forky. Like, she has to get over Forky. Like, but, <laughs> but 
like but Forky's character I felt was just oh amazing made that film what yeah, yeah. Well, the I development was very good yeah and just that that idea of I feel like everyone's had that moment where they they're feeling forky, you know, like yeah. they just <laughs> totally I'm trash. trash. I'm, I'm trash. I'm, I'm trash. trash. I'm just and trash. And I would have yeah. found myself in trash. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my god, that is me when I have a really big project or something, and I just <laughs> honestly, I'm like, I'm so incapable of this. I'm meant to be trash. Just. Stop. Yes. <laughs> trying to make me something bigger than I am it's not <laughs> happening I'm terrible so it's me when I have a social interaction with someone I'm like oh no gosh yeah so I've got that as well I think fork is me when I'm trying to work out um, a new story and it's just not working I'm like how did I even make the other ones how did that happen I don't remember I'm trash where's the, where's the waste but yeah. yeah I did think um yeah, so Forky did, yeah, make me question my own existence. Uh, and <laughs> I think, like, Ducky and Bunny, I'll just say again, just to me, they were hilarious. They were kind of like scene stealers in a way, in a good way. Yeah. But I just knew, like, every time they were on, like, uh, Key and Peele, just every time they were on, they were going to say <gasps> Was something. Was it Key and Peele? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. and they, uh, so apparently they, so they recorded their lines together as well, and they ob- obviously they improvised some stuff in this yeah. script. So you can just it tell felt so real, like it yeah, felt much less scripted than the rest of it. I thought. Yeah, Did, yeah, yeah. Like I feel it like did... they were essential, like comic relief. I know, I know, there's Definitely. so much comedy in this, but they were like the essential, like yeah. like they were just so good, like oh, just so hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> I can't even. And the fact that they're attached to each other, each other just, yeah. <laughs> I actually would just watch a mini series of, yes, of yes. Bunny yeah. and Ducky, like uh, as long as it's Kim it Hill. Yes. Yeah, yeah, oh, definitely. I feel that could be coming. I could see that. Yeah, I, see that. I, um, I did. You, uh, I think we touched on Duke Kaboom earlier, and he, I like Keanu Reeves is great uh, as. That was and... Keanu Reeves. Oh my! I didn't. Yes, yeah. Voice. Yeah. Yeah. Keanu. Yeah. We're in a moment where like Keanu Reeves is back and he's back in everything because he's <laughs> yeah. in a video game. So he's true. in Toy Story. He's got John Wick. He's yeah. He's back. Um, but I he's kind of like. Ted. Oh, what was that? He's going to be doing Bill and Ted. The sequel. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So he's yeah. He's definitely coming back. And I felt like Duke Boom was so he was he was funny, but there was also a of a hint of sadness in his backstory when you found out like he couldn't live up to the advert of his toy and is it for Richard yeah I I kind of like appreciated that like level of of depth to his character Mm. Um, I sorry yeah go ahead I don't I don't like him Um, (laughs) not like is it because he's Canadian yeah, I love Canadians. Some of my favorite YouTubers are Canadian. No, I don't know. Like, he was funny, but I just I felt like it was a stretch of a character. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I just had this, I was just like permanently cringing. And I do also appreciate that his backstory, that was quite sad yeah i mean but, he wasn't the funniest like when he was posing i was like mm-hmm, like, <laughs> like laughing out loud but 
Yeah. He gave me super cringe vibes. Like yeah. was, every every time he spoke, I was just there, like, oh my god, it's so painful. Uh, not it's, a fan of Duke Kaboom. So. I was yeah. not a fan. I did like the the um yes I Canada joke. That <laughs> was brilliant. But as a whole, I was like, mm, there's a couple of one liners and but I don't know. Just wasn't wasn't feeling it. I was like, why are you in this movie again? They could have they could have done without the additional characters because you have I know what Lexi you're saying that you have to have new characters to, to create a new story kind of thing but you I guess you could have not had Duke Kaboom and you could have had some other plot theme that they could have because he basically uses it it's him who fires things over right because he can yeah fly yeah, it because he can jump he can be yeah. he can jump yeah so you could have had Slinky. Slinky, you could have had Buzz. Buzz. You could have had Buzz do some sort of flying flip or whatever he's done. Yeah. So I see what you're saying. Like he didn't. Why was he there? I guess it was just to create. Maybe, maybe it's like like maybe it wouldn't work because it's meant to be Woody and Bo's story. Like I don't know. So it's like he's breaking away from. The, the gang, I don't know. Yeah, but Fuzz is tried... supposed to be his best friend, and I did, didn't get that. Like, you're right, the best Woody vibe. Yeah, no, where no. did you suddenly fall out because Woody's not being played with? Is Buzz that shallow? Like, yeah. <laughs> and also, when um, okay, first I have to preface this like comment that you know when Woody and Bo had their big fallout. There were like two adults sat in front of me when he delivered some really harsh line. They both went, Oh my word! That's like, mm. but yeah, but then that moment, Buzz wasn't emotionally invested at all. Like, he was just like, Oh well, Woody's just gone again, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it was a bit weird to see Buzz like because it's always been about Buzz and Woody in some way, they've been the lead, and it, to see that sort of relegated I, I think that that's my because yeah. I, I liked all the new characters but I guess my only issue is that I felt like it came at the expense of the characters like we've known because they they almost like literally got pushed to the side they were just spent so, most of the time in the trailer uh, yeah. apart from what Buzz was doing and they didn't really contribute which was sad to see so like, yeah yeah even like Jesse and um the horse it's got the horse yeah name. Um, yeah like previously (laughs) like Jess is normally a quite a like strong-willed character yeah I stand Jessie she's my favorite and there she's just like I'm I'm just gonna sit here apart from when she needled the made the flat tire go flat like was the only time that you got some of her personality there yeah it's like the rest of the toys kind of just became toys. <laughs> like, it was sad, man. It, it was. was it so, felt like you had to, yeah, you disregarded the old gang for the new. And I'm I feel happy like. that Jesse became favourite and was yeah. deemed sheriff at yeah. the end. But she was one of my favourite characters, so I was like really sad that she was not featured at all. Yeah. Yeah. And I know in the previous films as well, they're sort of, the minor characters have some of the best lines. Because I always thought like, the potato heads have always. Yeah, we totally miss of... like the potato heads, like, and they're one liners. Yeah. And then I think like the T Rex, he some of I think some of what he says is pretty cringe, but there's always kind of like a 
joke about him and he was never he didn't even feature mm. anything he had like two lines in the film do you think that their comedy is a bit stale for these maybe, times maybe they thought that the comedy that they'd done with the same characters was stale they used Pixar. they yeah. could have yeah Minecraft. they could have changed it i guess they could have yeah I don't know. I just, it was sad just to see them so obviously not involved. Yeah, I felt like, uh, like they've kept Woody as like the main character in this, like the main sort of focus in this. Um, But so, but then like disregarded the rest of the cast. And it's like, is this film for like, I get it, we're not kids anymore. So it's not our film. But then why is even Woody there? Just get rid of all the old toys. <laughs> if we're not good, like you're making it as if you're trying to give a nod to us still, but do you think so that, that that Well, think- I feel like they're going in that direction because yeah. it was kind yeah, of you, you couldn't try. you couldn't have exclusively new toys without some kind of transition from the old to the new. But and feel, this, this felt think, like that. I think that Free could have done that though. I feel like you could have quite easily because Woody's not getting played with anyway. You yeah. could have just gone like, here's the <laughs> the old toys they're not getting played with, and here's the new ones, and that we're on a new story. And we're done. Yeah. Or, yeah. or maybe they could, have, like... they could have skipped. I don't know. They could have, like, I don't know. Maybe we skipped out some time. bits at the beginning. Yeah, we went back in time to go forward in time. But mm. we, we, I don't know. Yeah. It... <sighs> Also, this story is all about Bo Peep, and we had not talked about her once. That's yeah. weird, <laughs> isn't it? What does that say about it? Yeah. Okay. Well, speaking of Bo Peep and Woody, what do you feel about Woody's decision to leave the group and be with Bo Peep? How did I that? I felt like it was Woody. You? <laughs> you felt like it wasn't Woody. <laughs> really? Yeah. It was. It felt like against everything. Woody has been up until yeah and it didn't I feel like I get it it was supposed to be like a changing point um but I feel like the changing point could have been portrayed better (laughs) okay you're more about the the way it was portrayed rather than him actually deciding to leave with Bo. Yeah, do you support his decision character level? Do you support his decision? Or do you feel like it was out of character enough that you can't get behind the decision? In... I feel like I feel like it wasn't completely out of character because Woody is someone who can accept change and can change. Um he's normally the one leading the charge you know kids will change like they're growing up and he has changed but it felt like it was like completely against the real core integral like belief yeah if that makes sense and i guess this this is kind of what i was saying before about i felt this was a like a good toy story film but in the context of the franchise i felt like this decision is the crux of what i'm saying where in as in the film, I kind of I get it because he's reached that point where he's sort of he's done all he can because his his mission in this film is to I guess make Bonnie happy. He realizes Bonnie's not playing with him, and the way she's going to be happy is with Forky. So he becomes like Forky's protector. So by the end, he kind of realizes, oh, I'm not needed, and um, I'm going to be with Bo Peep. So I get that 
in the context of the film, but in in the context of the franchise, like you say, it's it goes against basically his what he's existed for, and he said like your life is only worth living if you're being loved by a kid. That's always his thing mm. to make the kid happy. So to see him kind of turn his back on that in a way felt it was what, it was mixed. Thinking, yeah, I do. The point Sorry. is seeing he's seeing Bo Peep and her life. So at the beginning of the film, he does talk. You know, he says to Bo Peep, "Like I couldn't, I could never do what you do." Mm. And then he sees her; she's the role model to that life. So his, I thought it was. I don't know. I feel, I feel like no. I do feel like they. The one thing that won it back to making Woody not lose complete integrity was <laughs> that then they went on to like get all the. Uh, toys the prize oh, toys okay. with a kid yeah like they kind of want it back there yeah, 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 yeah. okay yeah it's still okay, so they're, they're still really fulfilling to, that yeah in a way I feel like it's just really hard to <laughs> i feel like there was good foreshadowing with um him choosing a new life because he was obviously i don't know i totally accepted the message like there was foreshadowing with him yeah. saying it's my last thing i have to do is to help her get Forky and then um, uh, the message was oh I don't know What's yeah I mean point? I get what you're saying like they and even from the beginning in the flashback you he has that that choice where both you know like come with me he's like no I'm still needed here so, me I was so they... upset when he didn't get in the box I was like <laughs> get in the box get in the box and they didn't even kiss <laughs> <laughs> which is weird but I don't know I was just like yeah, yeah. Well, I guess that that whole kind of Woody and Bo Peep relationship kind of because it, it wasn't played up so much in the previous films, and it kind of I feel like it not took me by bit. surprise. I it thought was, I thought they, I thought they have definitely kissed. In one have, of they? have I? Forgotten? Yeah, not in the film, but, not in this film though. Yeah, but they yeah. definitely like they like it's Bo is Woody's like because I remember when like Jesse came in the picture. Yeah. And it was like, oh, is this like a love rival? Um, and then it wasn't really, yeah. just like, it was more like a sister. Sisterly. Sister, yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, and it, but it's always been Bo and Woody. Like, yeah. That's, yeah. I was like, wait, <laughs> when did when did Bo get left? Like, <laughs> yeah, I didn't even true. know. Yeah, when when did this happen? <laughs> she wasn't in number three. I oh, know. I remember what my point was. My point was is that Woody is very lost as a person. Mm. that's why he's like being a bit of a dick um it's it's like a classic sort of coming of age thing yeah and um yeah i just i really liked that like he was so lost mm. and then i don't know when he when he got on board with like bo peep and helping other people then he and i just felt like someone i really thought someone was gonna go he's not lost anymore i know it's so yeah. cheesy but he was a lost toy when he was with bo peep but then when he decided not to be bonnie's toy anymore he was no longer lost yeah i don't know if anyone else picked up on it so maybe just might be me but i, I felt there's some parallel in woody's decision and uh wait have you all seen endgame am i about to... yes yeah. You've all seen Endgame? But I'm not I, I have seen it, but I'm not the biggest knower of Marvel. Okay. I was just gonna say like um and uh Captain America's decision at the end to stay yeah. back in time and sort of leave everyone. I'm still mad at uh, that. And yeah, and so that's why I wanted to bring this up is like are you I guess you're you're mad at on both points. 
Um, no, I'm mad. At, I'm mad in the end game thing because so much doesn't make sense. And I watched a. I've heard that. Yeah. <laughs> I've watched a, uh, like someone, uh, like a YouTuber, done like a, what Captain America's life was like after living it back in time, and like all these things that he can't talk about, and it ha- totally ruining this love oh. relationship that he was supposed to have. And I'm like, him living back in time makes zero sense. sense yeah. Everything that we learned about time travel. <laughs> This film. <laughs> this is going to sound really harsh, but I I got the impression like I don't know I don't think Amer- Captain America the guy who played him is very good so get rid of him. Wow! wow. Oh, oh, that, that oh, where did that, that come from? <laughs> I didn't think he was. I think the guy who acts him is Chris not a good actor. Yeah. Oh, I thought he was the perfect captain. I, think, yeah, really? I, was, I, yeah. I, I was on board. Oh, really? Oh, I'm yeah. so sorry. I'll yeah. back out of the chat. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna, uh, <laughs> Leave the chat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, I was like, he's dragging his film down, man. I'm glad he's gone. <laughs> I don't mind that he's gone, but I just think, it, no, he could have gone different. It made no sense. The time yeah. travel just. Okay. But I'm not mad. Like, uh, like, would he chose to go off? I don't know. Yeah, I feel differently about it. Like choice. I feel like I was playing like a dating sim, and I got the good end, like the romantic <laughs> end with Woody and Bo. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Like, this is very unseen. Like, I didn't think. I thought, you know what I mean? Like, I wasn't expecting such a romantic ending. Yeah, I think, I very think that Toy Story Five is going to be the reunion. Right, and they'll have some sort of mission that'll get together. But I also think, will Toy Story Five? Could there be another one that focuses more on Buzz, or do yeah. you think it's always going to be a Woody focus? Well, I mean, it has to that be is, Woody. I, I, I mean, felt if Buzz carries a transition how... here between like because Woody can now go off, and you can now focus on other things. And I guess that's really as a to wrap up this discussion. That's the last bit. Is like. Do you want to see more Toy Story? Um, and do you have a choice? Because I feel like, especially with um, the new Disney Plus service coming, I feel yeah. like they're, they're setting the scene for a lot yes. of other stories that can oh. be told in the Toy Story universe. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Um, I do not want to see more Toy Story films. Um, mm. I've it ended for me at three, <laughs> yeah. but I will watch any they make. <laughs> I don't okay. want them, but if they're going to give them, I will watch them. I'm all there. Um, but I I think in like bringing up the Disney Plus thing, not that I'm going to have Disney Plus, but the show, like I would be invested in some like TV show, Toy Stories that follow. follow okay. Yeah, I think characters. I'd, I'd be interested. Um, and I feel like if Buzz carries on with uh, getting dumber, then he's not really a character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I agree. Okay. Yes. So you're like, happy or at least willing to sit down and watch more Toy Story films or TV shows if and when they come. I say if when they come, they come. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I when I, when three came out and I watched it, I was like. It kind of ruined it for me, and I was like, I don't understand why we have to see these toys constantly be given away and being sad, and then it's the same story all the time. Because, mm. like, two was such a good story because it had nothing to do with that theme. Like, it was about his backstory, basically. And I don't know. And then four kind of redeemed it for me. I was like, oh, okay, it's not just about... Because I was assuming that Bonnie was older and they'd be giving her away again or some shit. I'm like... Yeah. <laughs> 
But um, I would like I would like um, an alternate universe series where it's about uh, Woody's Roundup. Oh, that mm. would be so cute. I would wow. watch the shit out of that. Okay, we're just like giving Disney ideas now. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I don't so... I don't I don't really know if I if I, I I wouldn't have gone to see Toy Story Four if it hadn't been for this podcast, to be honest. <laughs> okay. We'll not send that bit to Disney. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, I so, would have delayed it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um well with that in mind, we're gonna look into some storytelling tips using Toy Story as a sort of reference. Um, so as I was watching this film and thinking about like the past entries in the Toy Story franchise, uh, thinking like Toy Story is really up until now. We'll see what they do sort of from this point on, but it's always been about Woody and specifically about Woody growing up. So you kind of had this thing as Woody going from sort of like child to uh, teenager to adult, and I feel in um, Toy Story. Well, I felt in Toy Story 3 and Toy Story 4 really like capped that, him finally growing up and getting to the stage of a, say, a parent realizing their child no longer needs them and being okay with that. I feel that's where they uh, ended it. And that's why I'm kind of like, I'll allow the fourth one because (laughs) I feel it really put a cap on that. And I accept that arc as the sort of the arc of Woody growing from um child to yeah uh, fully grown adult so when it comes to storytelling what i like is they've kind of split up those stages into different uh films so when making your own story so for example as um i mentioned earlier we're working on the new hot lunch volume one and Mm. that's going to be a three volume yeah three volumes um when the story's all done and told and I kind of saw some uh, like I guess reference from what I can do well what they've done with Toy Story in terms of splitting up the stages of a character's development so you've got the first Toy Story where you really see Woody as a child so he is the the number one toy at, at the start and he becomes like jealous of the new toy Buzz so he's a bit all those kind of um, reactions of you know a, a young kid who's just got a new sibling and they're worried about sharing their parents' love, um, yeah. and the first one's about him learning to deal with that. Um, and then you've got the Toy Story two where you see him in his like teenage uh, teenage years and he's like feeling anxious over like his appearance and how Andy might leave him behind from um, uh, from on his way to camp because. Woody gets a, a rip or he's lost his hat uh, at one point and you see him like overreacting um, at one point he tells um, Buzz that one more rip and, and he's done with me so you have that kind of teenage angst of him not being like good enough for his, his own or his parent mm. um, and then in Toy Story 3 kind of goes to the realisation or 3 and 4 the sort of the realisation of oh my child no longer le- needs me because we see with uh, Andy like growing up and going off to college and then um, yeah you just you know you get to that stage you're not going to play with toys so it's about 
um, Woody being okay with that. And in, in four, again, we see that with, not necessarily with the relationship between the toy and the child, but I felt in four, we saw with the relationship between Woody as the, the leader, the parent of the, the other toys and him letting them go so he can live like his life. So, yeah, it's just a, I wanted to highlight that point as... Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Because, like, if you think about it this way, like, we were, like, <clears throat> children when we saw the first one. We were, like, pre-teens, teenagers in the second one. Third one, we were all about 20. Mm. So, I don't know. And then the fourth one, I think, I'm, I think a lot of people, but, I'm, like, I'm a parent too. And, like... Um, there was a lot, I was actually crying at the beginning because my son's about to start school in September. Wow. So when Bonnie was in the classroom crying, it was too much. Oh wow! For me. So you really, that really meant something to you? Yeah. So I was just like, oh my god! Like, so I was just thinking, like, not everyone, but like, a lot of people are probably like parents at this point who've watched the franchise from the beginning, from when they were a child. So it was like that bit was like really emotional for me. It was just like, oh god, it's going to be my son in a couple of months. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So yeah, I guess just to make that point about when you're making your stories, and it doesn't necessarily about your character growing up from sort of child to adult, but whatever um, stages of development your character goes through, uh, think about how you can sort of break that up into different parts of a story and make each one about the character moving from one stage to the other. And then the next yeah. stage, the other stage, the other. So, yeah, just something to think about in terms of uh, storytelling. So, um, so we're gonna we're almost we're almost at the end, but we're gonna before we go, speak about the manga forum. Ooh, I forgot we have manga forum. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so what are, yeah, what is the Manga Forum up to? What are we up to? I uh, got a busy month this month, actually. Um, yeah. We're recording with you guys, and then at the end of the month, we're going to do another podcast with um, Orbital, the uh, the Orbital yep. comic, which is a, a comic book store in London. And so those guys, we're just going to be talking more about the uh, British Museum manga exhibition that's on because they went to go see it a couple like a month ago i still have um, not been <gasps> I, think, yeah. I think it's finished is it soon uh end of this month I end hope. of this month okay oh now you'll go and then we, we can have you back on and you can talk about it with us yeah. as well. <laughs> i need to go as well oh. yeah i think it's i think it's great and it's interesting to always hear pete from people who are not really into manga so we know what we're talking about i guess but and you know us as in you guys as well um but i've heard from a couple of people who really not into manga whatsoever and they've still gone and i think the orbital guys are a bit like that where you know they're massive comic ex experts but haven't really ventured into manga so much um and hearing them talk about it was quite interesting from my perspective as well because from their from people who not into manga they've gone into it and thought wow there's so much Whereas I went into the exhibition thinking, like, I want more. This isn't <laughs> enough for me. <laughs> Interesting. I need more. What do you mean you've only got one panel wall about Sailor Moon? And <laughs> outrageous. <laughs> outrageous. And there was just 
I think so it's very it's really interesting so that's that's our next big plan and then in early September plug for the Hackney Comic and Zine Fair which is taking place at London Fields Brewery on the 8th of September uh, it's a small comic and zine fair as the name suggests and we're going to have a table there we're going to be doing live podcasts interviewing basically everybody there's a lot of artists who are based primarily in London but also from outside uh, all small press kind of community based people um, getting together talking comics and we've got a table but we've also got a table next to the London Graphic Novel Network who um, are also plugging very much you know interested in the uh, getting involved with the art council in order to be able to help people and communities get together who love comics uh, like us uh, so we're yeah really I'm really looking forward to that yeah it's um, really good also we've got um our latest episode which we talk about all the time but we actually had like a i think it's like really good chat with simon from the manga forum uh, manga forum manga bros <laughs> and manga happy hour podcast yeah. um that's our latest episode i really highly recommend that because we talk a lot about netflix's new evangelion as well um oh, but also prison school the much awaited episode mm. um and yeah I don't know. We just every episode we read a manga and we basically talk about it. Um, yeah. there's, a, there's a lot of episodes where we read stuff that we don't like. There's stuff that we read that is bad on purpose. There's stuff that we read <laughs> that's critically acclaimed. And we usually have a guest on, and it's usually an artist from London um, or someone in the podcasting world. Yeah, yeah so check it out. Because I think it's interesting, like the chat that we've had tonight as well about storytelling using uh toy story because i think sometimes it's interesting to look at work and that you like or that you don't like and then seeing how um you know the just picking apart the storytelling as well i think that's always an interesting part of things yeah it's like a different perspective on you know some of the stuff we're watching or reading yeah definitely okay well um yeah we'll put those links up when we up the episodes but sounds like you guys are doing a lot so yeah we're busy we have we, we went on a bit of a hiatus and then we're coming back ah, yeah and, and then because of all the it. um because of all the manga exhibition stuff like we've been out and about so much yeah like not recording all the time but just like getting back in touch with the community and stuff has been really amazing yeah yeah ah, sounds really cool okay awesome. so yeah, um, we're going to wrap up with uh, a couple listener questions. Uh, Tanya, what do we have? So, from um, Linny381 on Instagram, was the fourth movie worth seeing and could the production team have done better with the story, the plot? Tough question. Yeah. Was I think it it's worth seeing. seeing definitely worth seeing mm-hmm. i think it's worth seeing it is a, it is a good it's a good, it is a good movie yeah. yeah so i guess that's a yes i went to go and see it with my partner and he's only ever seen the first toy story movie when it came out well yeah so <laughs> he i think he yeah. answered that question in the fact that he really enjoyed it he thought i think he thought it was like we've just been saying there were sort of 
the overall arch of it is that it's good. It's kind of funny. It's nice. It was an enjoyable film to go to. But would he have gone if he had, because we didn't have to pay for tickets. We had one of those, t- he, he's with Lloyd's Bank and he gets free oh, nice. news. Yeah. Oh, so, I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, yeah. Not did I actually, but <laughs> um, so there was he. I don't think he would have paid to go, or I don't. He was he was very good about it. He was saying like, oh, you know, there are critics that say it's really good, and I do want to see it. It's not something that he pushed up against because it's toys. Yeah, I wouldn't. No, it's wouldn't, really good. I wouldn't have gone to see it if yeah. So but I'm with him I, on that. It's good. Yeah. It was a nice film. I thought like just fun to go to, and then. But are there really hardcore Toy Story fans who were waiting for it? Do you know? I'm not one of them, those people. I wonder if they... Oh, like what they thought about what it. They yeah. yeah. So we were, like, I wanted to see it. Um, mm. I was just going to wait until it was out on DVD. Um, mm. But then, obviously, we were recording this podcast. So I was like, hey, boyfriend, uh, <laughs> do you want to go and see Toy Story 4? And he wasn't too fussed about seeing it before but he was like yeah sure if you want to go see, I had it, the same see conversation. It. that sounds exactly what happened <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um like he enjoyed it so you know we came out and we did we were like yeah it's a good film and we had lots to talk to, uh, talk, uh, talk about from it so yeah it's definitely definitely okay. worth seeing um all right so go see and it then, yeah, yeah go see it the next question is from choir prince mh um, does the Toy Story franchise reflect on your childhood or make you think about when you used to, well, about when you used to be young and play with toys? Not this one, previous ones. This one was more about character development, wasn't it? Yeah, I was thinking the same because there wasn't much toy playing in this. Um, he did oh. say the Toy Story franchise. Just... Oh, yeah, <laughs> okay. Um, I, so, I yes. Was the opposite of Lex, that I was definitely a kid that made their toys out of socks and toilet roll holders and put googly eyes on things. You are, you are. Like, I had a sock puppet that was called Rossport that I loved to bits. That's so cute. So I'm with this film more than probably the other. You were four here. I think I'm more with the earlier films because I do remember having, like, Thunderbirds toys and Transformers toys and um, playing with them kind of like Andy and the initial ones so I think the earlier in the franchise did make me kind of reminisce about when I had toys and I just like think they were real I never had like I had Barbies but like I never had like a set of like consistent universe toys (laughs) toys so yeah yeah I was kind of like Andy in that respect that's how they get you with those consistent universe toys. Because once you get one Transformer, you have to get the others. You have to get all the Thunderbirds. Um, oh, yeah, they really so, get you with that. So for me, um, the whole every film in the Toy Story franchise has made me reflect. At, so, does make me think about my my childhood and playing with toys. I also am someone that just had a mix of toys, and like I had and I had like my favorite toys, and. I just would take this one um, Beanie Baby everywhere, Aww. like literally everywhere. And I threw it out, like, not for, like, gave it away. Oh, um, okay. I have a completely different vision. <laughs> 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 You're trash. I, yeah. 
um like I a few years ago and the other day I was really sad just that my Tory's not there and so for me like all throughout like just making up I was a really imaginative uh, imaginative kid and I would play with toys like Andy did and I had like dolls to teddies to bionicles to you know whatever whatever I felt like having and the most recent one kind of made me a bit sad about my toys (laughs) because I was like oh like when I got a new toy like my poor toys I (laughs) like gave less love to Gave because you of the new toy, yeah. I was just, like, sitting there sad and feeling. What have I done? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I'm so sorry, toys. Yeah. Oh, poor things. <laughs> wow. That is um, <laughs> so. That's why you should send us questions. You get deep insight into our childhood uh, workings. Um, so uh, we've reached the end of the show. So just to say. Um, thank you to Alexa and Lara um, oh, for coming the show. Thank you. Um, I've just got a few things to point out to listeners, just um, show notes. So we released the podcast on Patreon Tuesdays following the Sunday of recordings and then 24 hours later on SoundCloud and uh, what was the other one? Anchor as well. So you can, if you're on Patreon, you can support us. You get the episode first and we'll be bringing in different ways to help you sort of shape the show as we go forward. Uh, so uh, if you didn't know, we're also makers of manga. So Mayamada is a manga universe and you can check out our manga and our stories at mayamada.com forward slash manga. Uh, as I mentioned before, we're doing a bunch of workshops uh, over the summer and probably into the, into the year when we get those booked up. Uh, so you can go to the storyboard.org to see some of what we do and then gamepad.events to find out about the last gamepad event of 2019. And our next show will be recording on August 18th with Gary Swaby from The Coalition and we'll be discussing Ooh. the sci-fi film Edge of Tomorrow um, and talking about that, breaking that down and giving more storytelling tips. So our email address is feedback at myamada.com. We release podcast episodes twice a month. And you can also check us out at myamada.com slash podcast. So thank you for joining us. And thank you to you all for, yeah, the really cool discussion and insights into what we were doing with our toys when we were young. Cool. So I've been Nigel, and this is Story X Story. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.